Welcome to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. We are the best kept secret in fantasy football, and we keep that week one feeling going all year long. I'm Big Travi, and you can find me on Twitter at BigTraviTFW. And today I'm going to be going through my favorite week three start and sit players and also some key defensive matchups you should keep an eye on for your fantasy players. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that support for today's show is brought to you by our patrons who have supported the show throughout its history and continue to do so. For our patrons, we'll be giving away this week a Joe Burrow 2020 Panini Chronicles number 19 rookie card ISA 10. Just a few days away from that giveaway, and this is the first of many dope giveaways this season, so be sure to join the Patreon community by heading over to patreon.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers and getting signed up today. Okay, like I said, we're going to be talking about my top plays and top fades for week three, but before I do, I want to give you a little recap of week two in which I went eight and four LFG. But I did have a couple mishaps, of course. In the play section, told you to play Kirk Cousins. He was QB 13, ended up QB 25 on the week after he basically threw every ball to Darius Slay. But at the wide receiver position, I told you Christian Kirk was a good start at wide receiver 26 ranking, and he finished as wide receiver 7. Same goes with Allen Robinson, who was wide receiver 26 in ranking as well, and he finished as wide receiver 24 on the week. On the fade section... Told you to fade Travis Etienne against the Colts. His RB uh, his RB 28 ranking was not one I liked. He ended up finishing his RB 36, so that was a win there. Damian Harris did get a score and finished his RB 18 uh, after being ranked as RB 31, so I missed that one. But big win on Darnell Mooney, who was wide receiver 113 after being ranked wide receiver 28 last week. So feeling good about that. Again, we're looking at guys, you know, in these ranges like QBs 10 through 20, RBs 20 through 40, wide receivers 20 through 40, and tight ends 10 through 20. At the end of the day, I won't be 100% right all of the time or even 90% of the time, but I'm trying to help you make better decisions. And I hope these podcasts will help you in your process as you work through your lineups, if you're in one league, multiple leagues, whatever you're doing. Um, so with that, Let's go ahead and get started with today this week's fades. Or I'm this I'm sorry, this week's plays. At quarterback, Jared Goff is ranked as ECR, yeah, Fantasy Pro's expert consensus ranking QB sixteen against Minnesota. If we look at Minnesota, they've given up the sixth most um quarterback points in twenty twenty one, and through twenty twenty two, they've given up the eleventh most. He, Jared Goff, has had at least 34 attempts in back-to-back games. He also has six touchdowns to only one pick. I like him in this divisional battle. I like where the Detroit offense is humming. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown could make Jared Goff's day just all on his own, but he's got Swift, he's got Hawkinson, he's got Shark. So there's options there for Jared Goff to get home. At running back, I do like Damian Pierce this week. Um, His ECR is RB28, and they're facing the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Um, He's he's regained control of the backfield, it looks like, and the Bears have allowed the 11th most points per game to running backs. One of the few games where he could actually remain within the game script. You know, we talk about Houston not being able to stay in games, and so far they've done a good job, even against the Colts and the Broncos. Um, But this is definitely one where they're going to be in control of what they want to do. If they want to run, they'll be able to run. If they want to pass, they'll be able to pass. And I think Damian Pierce is going to stay active in this game. Second running back to play is James Robinson. 
ECR of RB24, and they're playing at the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi Stadium. Bottom line, quit doubting James Robinson. Okay, 12 touches in week one as he's coming off the Achilles, and then 25 in week two. He's got back-to-back games with a touchdown. If Doug and the Jaguars, Doug Peterson, head coach, and the Jaguars are smart, they're going to keep the ball away from Justin Herbert. We got uh, the Chargers were top half in points surrendered to the running back this year, and they were sixth friendliest defense last year. So I really like this matchup for James Robinson um, as they play a little bit conservatively in Jacksonville to try and pull the upset against these Chargers. At wide receiver, I I actually do like Tyler Lockett this week. He's wide receiver 36 versus Atlanta um, in ECR ranking. Uh, He went 9 for 11 last week for 107 yards against the San Francisco 49ers. If we look at the matchup this week, it's Atlanta. Okay, Last year, they were top 10 in points against wide receivers. And through two weeks, they're they're allowing the third most points per game to wide receivers. I mean, I think Atlanta is a sieve, even with the great outside corners they have. Lockett should feast in the intermediate area of the field, the underneath stuff. And Geno is a compiler of sorts. Rashad Bateman, uh, he's wide receiver number 23 facing against New England. 59 or more receiving yards and a score in back-to-back games for Bateman, and that's on playing only 66% of the snaps. I love that to increase against the Patriots. They are a tough matchup on paper, but even stingier against running backs, meaning I like Baltimore to attack through the air, plus their running backs have not been very good, so they have to attack through the air. And Bateman is just really nearing that auto start category. He can go deep. He can go intermediate and win. Um, He has just played really well and looks healthy and looks really good in this offense. (laughs) Lastly, at tight end for my plays is Irv Smith Jr. Again, if you look at the Lions, they've been top 10 against the tight end in back-to-back years now. He had 17% of the team's target market share after finally getting ahead of Johnny Munn. I think he's fully back from this thumb. I mean, you wouldn't tell based on that touchdown that he dropped on Monday night. But um, if he comes down with that, he has a monster game. Hopefully you were able to get him off waivers. He is a nice start this week for me against the Lions in a projected divisional shootout. Before I give you the players I'm fading this week, I wanted to tell you about our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Best ball drafting isn't the only way to have fun and win money through underdog. They have player prop bets, pick them pools and rival bet slips. You can cash in on all the NFL action on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Just go to underdog fantasy or download the app from the app store. Use the promo code TFW for up to $100 in deposit, in deposit matched money. Again, that's promo code TFW at underdog fantasy for up to $100 in deposit match money. On the fade side of things, this one hurts my heart, but I am fading Russell Wilson, QB 11 in ECR, facing the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. Right now, Russ is only completing 58% of his passes. He's failed to post more than a single touchdown in a game yet This new in this new offense with Nathaniel Hackett calling plays and being the head coach, and it's taking its toll. Denver has 25 penalties this year. Yeah, I had to look this up and double-check it. 25 penalties this year. That's the most of any team by eight. 
Um, he also, you know, not him, but this offense and delay a game is a QB stat. They lead the league in delays of game with four. I mean, if you watch the game last week, Houston or against Houston, the Denver crowd was having to count down the play clock. So they didn't get any more delay of games. QBs are averaging under 11 fantasy points per game against San Francisco. Now they've played worse competition than Russ, but I just, I'm really, I'm fading Russ for a better matchup. Devin Singletary, his ECR is running back 31. They're facing the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are giving up the fewest points per game to the running back. Singletary is kind of in a three-headed committee of sorts because he's yet to play over 60% of the team's snaps or even get double-digit carries in any game this year. So for me, Singletary is a fade at the running back position. I'm also fading Brees Hall. He's RB number 36 in ECR, and he's facing the Cincinnati Bengals. It was concerning stuff last week with the with the Jets. They got Ty Johnson emerging last week. And my guy over at Fantasy Life, uh, Dwayne McFarlane, pointed out this in his weekly utilization report, which you guys should all go check out on PFF or My Fantasy Life. He says Hall's route participation fell from 41% in week one to 18% in week two. If you look at Cincy, they've improved against the fantasy running back 13th um, in 2021 and now 22nd uh, most points allowed in 2022. So we really like the matchup against him, plus Ty Johnson working in, plus his own usage has been all over the place. He scored the touchdown last week, but I don't think that is something we can rely on. Fades at wide receiver. I have CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver 22 against the New York Giants. Um, it's really simple. Cooper rushes at quarterback, and I know he played all right in that game against Cincinnati. This is a low game total, though, um, against the Giants, a divisional battle on Monday night football. It's one of only two games under 40 points uh, for a 40-point expected point total from Vegas. Giants have allowed the fifth-fewest receiving yards per game in 2022. I'm also fading Elijah Moore, um, ECR wide receiver 34 versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati is bottom five in points allowed to wide receivers this season after allowing just the seventh fewest touchdowns to wide receivers last season. We've got Garrett Wilson emerging. We've got Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. The backs are getting targets. Um, He's yet to eclipse 50 yards, he being Elijah Moore in a single game this year. And the Jets are leading the league in dropbacks. So if it's not happening with all this volume, what happens when there isn't all this volume? For me, I want to wait and see with Elijah Moore. Evan Ingram is my tight end fade this week. He's tight end ECR uh, number 14, and they're playing the Chargers. Look, I like Evan Ingram. His peripherals have looked good he's probably a good wide receiver pickup it's just a temper expectations thing i think the chargers could really get uh have their way with ingram derwin james if you watched last week just absolutely body slammed travis kelsey into the earth um and the chargers just held kelsey to five catches for 51 scoreless yards if kelsey can't get home against the chargers i have fear that evan ingram is not going to be able to either As always, there's a little bit of a bonus in this episode, some defenses that you can target in fantasy. I've just been monitoring ones that were kind of very friendly to to these positions last year and continue to be friendly this year. So let's get into it, and we'll start with quarterbacks. Matt Ryan um, has a good matchup this week, but that's because the Chiefs have allowed the second most points to quarterbacks last year and the seventh most through 2022. 
Oops, uh, hit the whistle there. Sorry about that. Geno Smith um, and the Falcons, uh, or I'm sorry, the Falcons are a good matchup, and are because so Geno Smith is one in like super flex leagues you could maybe consider. They've allowed the seventh most points against quarterbacks in 2021. After two weeks of 2022, they've allowed the tenth most. We look at the Ravens. Mac Jones is facing them. They've allowed the fourth most in 2021, uh, and they're allowing the uh, most points ever <laughs> to QBs this year. Not ever, but obviously Tua had a monster game. The Titans are also becoming a very friendly defense. They were 10th most in 2021, and they have allowed the 8th most in 2022. If we look at the Lions, they're also getting uh, uh, quarterbacks to kind of have their way with them. They were top 12 last year, and they're now allowing the third most in 2022. At the running back uh, position, the Texans are a very friendly defense. Um, They allowed the fifth most last year in 2021, and they are allowing the seventh most this year. Same with the Steelers, top six last year, and they are inside the top 12 in 2022 in points allowed to the running back. The Jets, they were the number one team to target in 2021 for your running backs, and they are the fifth best target in 2022 this year so be on the lookout when your uh your rb2s and threes are able to play the jets the eagles are also um in that top six range they are uh giving up the sixth most in 2022 that's after finishing top 10 in 2021 and points allowed to the tailback the lions also allowing the third most in 2021 and the first in 2022 so be able to target your running backs against the lions as well at the wide receiver position obviously the ravens had a huge boom game last year but that was after giving up the third most in 2021 and now they give up the number one in 2022 through two weeks Falcons are also giving up a lot to wide receivers, hence why I liked Tyler Lockett. They're allowing the third most uh, points, as I mentioned above. Rams are also having um, getting kind of owned in the in the wide receiver department. Their secondary not doing the best job. They allowed the 11th most last year, and that was because a lot of teams had to throw back into them. Um, that seemed to that could be a theme again this year, but they're allowing the second most in 2022. The Texans have allowed the six most points against wide receivers in 2021, and in week one and two, they allowed the 10th most. And then finally, the commanders for wide receivers are a friendly matchup as well, allowing the six most points in 2022. Finally, at the tight end position, we have the Colts, Eagles, Seahawks, Ravens, and Lions all were within the top 10 last year and are still within the top 10 this year in points allowed to the tight end position. So make sure when you have your tight end, you're looking at Colts, Eagles, Seahawks, Ravens, and Lions as a potential matchup, especially if you're streaming. All right, that does it for this week's Start and Sit podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show over on YouTube for more fantasy football content that we're putting out daily. We host watch parties with primetime, uh, with the primetime games, we discuss waivers on Tuesday nights. Uh, we work through injury notes on Fridays and then all the news that comes with that. We're helping you with your lineups every Sunday morning before the action starts. And we're bringing in names like Dwayne McFarlane, Andrew er- Erickson, Dave Kluge, um, just some uh, John Daigle, just some great names in the industry to help you prep every single week with that daily content. So head on over to YouTube.com forward slash the Fantasy Whispers and subscribe today. 
turn the notifications on and consider becoming a member for only $5 a month. You get comment priority, unique stickers and emojis during all the live stream. And again, we're bringing on all those guests and, and keeping you up to date. If you, if you're only listening to the audio, you're missing out on a lot of information over there on the YouTube live streams and just a lot of fun. So youtube.com forward slash the fantasy whispers for Johnny game time, Hicks, Austin Sear and Donnie tubs. I'm big Travi. I'm big Travi. And we will talk to you soon. Good luck this week. Peace.